Podcast One. COVID-19 has thrown up all sorts of challenges and opportunities for business owners everywhere. Some have sadly had to close, some are finding it incredibly tough, whilst others are innovating like they've never innovated before. Today's guest fits into that last category. It's a Challenge Everything, episode 501 of the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Yeah, I say, welcome to a small business marketing show, where successful small business owners share their souls. To take your marketing straight to the lead, now here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. And welcome back to your weekly dose of marketing creativity. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You infinitely more importantly, you're a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's exactly what we do around here. Plus, if you want more, then you can join our free Facebook group to discuss the learnings from each episode with myself and other business owners just like you. Just search for the Small Business Big Marketing Tribe on Facebook. Big episode today. Past guest Ben Newsom of Physics Education shares how he's taken his business to exciting new levels thanks to COVID-19. This week's Monster Prize Draw winner shares how they quickly made a lazy $17,500 in commissions thanks to an idea they picked up from listening in and I let you in on next week's guest. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Mad scientist Ben Newsom is the founder of Physics Education, a business delivering science shows, workshops and parties to kids across Australia. A bit like Ben's that guy in the white lab coat, protective goggles and the ridiculously oversized rubber gloves who mixes Mentos with Diet Coke and then explains why it explodes. <laughs> you know that trick? Since 2004, Ben and his team have built a hugely successful business reaching over 2 million kids face-to-face. Well, COVID-19 changed all that. Schools closed, events became a no-no, putting an end to the way physics education had traditionally done business. So, like all mad scientists who come up against blocks... Ben gets innovative, leaving no stone unturned as he came up with clever new ways of doing business. And the great news is those clever new ways have proven a huge success, delivering firstly a much needed cash flow, tick, stability and purpose for his team, tick, a whole new digital offering that he can scale globally, and he's loving that, he's going to explain how he's done all these things by the way, along with strategic partnerships he could never ever have imagined. Now, one thing to note, team, as Ben shares what he's done, please listen with an open mind. If you find yourself saying, oh, it's all right for Ben, but my business is different, then smack yourself on the wrist and keep listening. Keep asking yourself, how can I implement that idea in my business? Enough from me. Let's welcome Ben. Ben Newsom, welcome back to the Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Mate, I'm so stoked to be here. Thanks for having me along. <laughs> no, mate, I love having past guests here and you are doing some magnificent marketing, which I want to get straight into. Now, you emailed me at the start of this 
epidemic, this pandemic, I should say, and you caught my attention when you said, I've written this so that your listeners can hopefully see that there are plenty of opportunities to make things happen. Now is the time to get motivated. Now is the time to push harder, not just for the business and your people, but for the community as a whole. Beautiful words, Ben. And you have absolutely pivoted physics education to cope with this pandemic and actually probably grow as a result. Yeah, it's been nuts um, and absolutely. I mean, big shout out to all the businesses listening in. We know that, you know, everyone, regardless of the industry that you're in, you're doing it tough. But at the same point, I also see there's a big opportunity for people to really look at, you know, all the different services or products that you do and go, well, how can we deliver this digitally? I mean, this thing isn't going away for a little while. So uh, that's why I wrote to you, Tim. I thought, you know what, you've done so much work over the years looking after so many businesses. I thought, I just wanted to let you know what we we're getting up to and uh, sort of share what we're getting up to. Well, well, I love it, buddy. And and I, I, let's say right up front that physics education is a, up until COVID, is a business that ran a whole lot of live classroom type events in schools and businesses around Australia. So you are, like my business, which is speaking at conferences, you are absolutely affected. Some of the changes that you have made have have been, you know, awesome for your business. We're about to find that out. But let's just highlight the fact that there are business owners listening who might go, yeah, but I can't make those changes. You know, I, I don't have that type of business. What do you say to them, Ben, to affect their mindset in a positive way? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough, especially if um, you've never actually done that sort of stuff before. Um, I would just say, just take the first step. Just look at whatever you do, whether you're running a restaurant or you're an accountant or whatever you do, there's got to be something you can try online, just something, mm. and then take the next step again and the next step again. doesn't matter if you don't get it perfect straight away, but certainly taking those steps means that you can put yourself in a better position than you might well be currently. And, um, hey, here's the thing. Once this problem all goes away, you'll then have those things to then use anyway, which I think is awesome. That's what I find really exciting. You know, one of my great fears about when we get back to normal, whatever normal is, is that we go back to our old ways. Now, some of those old, old ways are good. They've got us to where we are. But I think one of the wonderful things that's come out of this is the the innovation and the, and the willingness to think more differently and creatively about our businesses. So exa- that's exactly what you do, you've done. I want to work our way through all these different things that you've done, Ben, to pivot your business during the COVID-19 times. Let's start with things you've done for other businesses. And w- w- the first one is a collaborative technologies accelerator for businesses looking to transform their digital offerings. What does that mean? Yeah, it's kind of techno-speak, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, it means... Uh, there are ways of talking within your team and also working with your clients or then finding prospects that might be out there. So what we're doing with that accelerator is looking at what are you doing already that's awesome that you might already do internally? How can you make that even better using software that's already out there that may well be free or very low cost that can really you know put a rocket under it and really take it further? And the idea of uh, transforming your digital offerings is simply, righto, so you have clients, whether you're a product or a service business, there's 100% ways that you can be reaching them, even during this crisis, that can help your clients and therefore, you know, reciprocally help you and your staff. So that's what we're getting at and that's what the accelerator is about. And uh, that's the thing I do want to say front up that actually all the SBBM listeners, and it's not just a pitch, it's just straight up a useful thing. We are trying to help people get through this because we're in this together. We Mm. have created something that can actually help people learn what they're great at and where there's some potential gaps, then you know, go a bit further. And you know, that's what I'm really excited about. 
Right. And the next thing you've done for businesses, you're running online science programs for corporate sites. What does that mean? Yeah, we when this thing went down, uh, we were doing our holiday programs for a, another group called Skills and Thrills for basically kids, parents and the kids. And what really quickly came up was these some of these parents were in executive positions, sometimes for some seriously large companies. And they were saying, look, we just want to have a meeting for an hour. It'd be so good if we just have a meeting without that uh, disturbance. And so they asked us, can you run science shows or science workshops or something that the kids can do from their home? And we said, sure. Yeah, there's different uh, conferencing platforms around. And uh, throw that together. <laughs> and look, We've had a bunch of uh, businesses actually contact us to do that. It certainly kept us incredibly busy. I mean, tell you what a bit about a pivot. Uh, and we now have relationships with companies we would never have thought of having uh, prior to this uh, thing. So just to understand that a bit more, so you've got, you go into an organisation that has a whole lot of uh, parents who are, yep. who have, who have to homeschool and work at the same time, you're exactly. offering to put on science classes online that their kids can log into while the parents are on meetings in the other room. Yeah, is totally. That, that's hundred percent. You nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> what it, it is. I love it. And it's, it's, it's so much fun because yeah, we get to hang out with the kids. I mean, that's what we're good at. That's what we do. Yep. But the parents know that their kids are being looked after by qualified teachers and, and they can have those deep discussions that happen in boardroom meetings and everything else that happens in the world and they don't have to worry just for that moment. You're sure they've got to be in the room to, you know, in case the kid has a tech problem or they can't use their scissors or something. Yeah. But uh, what that means, you think about the homeschooling that's been going on, there's been a lot of frustration about, oh, I've just got to help my kids so much, I can't do my normal mm. job as well. This just gives them a chance to have that small, you know, that, that break, that time, and uh, the thing is that it's not just the one-hour sessions that come up. We've had um, groups ask us for an entire three-hour program. Some asked for a whole day and we said, oh, I don't know if the kids are going to handle that too well. But, the, mm. but certainly that time to really focus on their own businesses has been so valuable. And honestly, it worked for us incredibly because that just meant we left straight, left straight out of the gates. What's the value of doing that live? Why couldn't you just have a whole lot of recorded um, classes that they can buy and run? Fair point. Actually, uh, Timber, we've had people ask us to pre-record now. Honestly, the guys uh, just outside this room where I am, they've just finished doing some recordings for another company to do exactly that. So mm -hmm. it all comes down to how people want to consume that content. So yeah, of course, pre-recorded programs are fantastic and you can have worksheets that the kids can follow along and it totally works. The live means that the kids can ask questions, a bit like mm -hmm. what you're doing with me, mate. Um, and so we can answer them on the fly. Yeah, I'm stuff. trying. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, it just means that, I mean, it just works like any other, like going to a museum or having a visitor come to a school yeah, or a right. teacher themselves. They're, we can work live with those kids and sort through their problems, questions and concerns and, hey, help them out with doing their experiments. And ben, ben, how are you promoting that? Uh, <laughs> the interwebs, the internet, uh, lots of different ways. So uh, it's not just us putting it out on our website and hoping for the best. The way we've been promoting that is actually quite targeted. Uh, so we work with a number of companies that we've run holiday programs for, and a number of them have uh, relationships with corporate sites, uh, as well as uh, there are some certain government initiatives that say here is a platform where you can find different providers to do stuff with your kids. We went, righto, what channels exist? What are the distribution networks, so to speak, and work out okay, what offerings are going to be useful on these certain platforms that might be, you know, useful for the parents to get their kids involved? And honestly, when this thing all went down, like I, mean, I know in Australia there's a particular Monday when it all went down, at least in the education sense, uh, we within 24 or 48 hours, give or take, were able to launch 20 programs instantly and were selling that afternoon. 
Brilliant. And it, it really worked. It made a huge difference to us. I mean, the morale, uh, I mean, you can imagine what the morale was like, like in every other business. But yeah. the fact that we had this vibrant, uh, let's go team, let's just go for it, it really made a difference amongst our team, let alone for the people that actually end up engaging with us because they had a solution for the problems that were coming at them fast. The next thing you've done, Ben, is for parents where you've created 20 virtual classes where kids from across Australia join for four weeks of holiday science programs. Yeah, that was a, um, I mean, that was a, a huge effort because we were working with um, that group Skills and Thrills uh, to do that work already uh, for mm-hmm. previous holiday programs. And so they had all these clients, their clients were reaching out to them saying, what have you got? My kids have got the holidays. Uh, so this is for the April school holidays. And this is one of the providers that they were doing in the online stuff. Thankfully, 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 we had been doing this for a few years prior and we just looked at our offerings and went, how do we make this a holiday science program? And we were flat out. Tim, I can't, can't describe it any further. Completely flat out with 20-odd staff running concurrent lessons at the same time for heaps of kids for four weeks straight. Wow. Do you wish you'd nuts. done this? Do you, do you wish you'd done some of this? I mean, and, and you know, listeners, this is gonna, there's more to come, trust me. But do you wish you'd done this prior to COVID? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been really cool. But here's the thing. I wonder, like, yeah, we could have launched it out there. But I wonder, I mean, there's, you're never going to replace being in, in the room with the kids. You're never going to – and this is the same with any service operator. I mean, of course, being in the space with your people is always better. But mm. now we've done this, I actually wonder what's going to happen next year. Are uh, we going to have two streams where we have people driving out to libraries and museums and things and doing the stuff that we've always done for 15 years? But are we also going to have this virtual environment? Because here's the thing. We're not just reaching to people in Australia. I mean, I did a connection the other uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had kids in the Philippines, Japan, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and we didn't even try. We've got people reaching out to us from North America, India, and, yeah, we've done a little bit of ad hoc work over the over the years, but not like this. <laughs> this is like no flying. doubt. Mm. The, the next thing is online, an online science club you've launched and you're running online science parties. I mean, what are these? Oh, they're good fun. All right. Well, the science parties are straight up. I mean, we've done that for years. And and one of the very first few ones, honestly, I mean, there's a video on our website, was actually my kid's party because he literally, you know, he, little boy turned yeah. eight. Let's give him a party. He's missing his yeah. mates. And we thought, you know, let's throw a, throw a camera on it and let's just see what happens. Turns out it worked out really well. <laughs> and wow. um, now we've been, we actually do. We, we actually have a session happening this afternoon. One of our team in Melbourne's running it. And we've had a couple of people run it. The, the success has been really good. And, um, I think that's a thing that we could probably run in the future. It's a lot of fun. And as for the uh, holiday, pro, uh, the science club, the club that's yeah. a currently expression of interest purely because uh, at this point in time, schools have gone back to sort of operating, sort of not. We are going to we're taking the whole you know, who wants to play, and in a few weeks we'll launch it properly. Other times that suit people best. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking forward to that, and yeah, it's really just a pivot of what we're doing with the holiday programs in the last four weeks. For schools, uh, you've adapted 25 primary and high school science workshops as products. I like this. So you're starting to productize a service that you've been offering face-to-face. How have you done that? Yeah. So what we we looked at um, all of our science shows. So imagine 100, 200, 500 people in a room, the sort of the liquid nitrogen experiments and all the fun stuff you'd expect on stage. Well, if you've got the right cameras or at least go to a local retail store and go get the cameras – there's no reason why that can't translate online because it still links the same curriculum. You're still saying the same stuff. You're still doing the same demonstrations. 
but this time it's online. And it really is helpful for uh, schools because that enrichment is still required, especially where you've got students that may not be exposed to those sort of demonstrations and those, you know, the various learnings they can do if they are in their school that may have a lower resources. And so, uh, yeah, we just looked it all through our suite and go, what will work online and what will work as a pre-record or what will work as a worksheet for the kids to do themselves? A lot of work. I'm not saying it was like an overnight one, that one. There's mm. a bit of effort in this, but we've made it now. And that's something as a product that 100% can exist for years. There's a great learning there, Ben, which is, you know, as, as businesses, we so often are doing the same thing over and over and over again. And, you know, why not productize it? Why not record it once and, and turn it into something that you can sell multiple times? Um, harder for some businesses than others, but hopefully this conversation is sparking some ideas in business owners from all types of industries. You, the next thing you've done is uh, Zoho classes. What, you're one of the first adopters of Zoho classes. What, what are they? Yeah, um, so this was actually through my mate Sean Sullivan from uh, – Cool Runnings, our business solutions, they are a Zoho partner. Zoho is a software giant overseas, not as well known in Australia, uh, but it is well known in, in, in certainly in India and in North America. It's used a lot. But they've just honestly just launched this program called Zoho Classes, which is kind of like Uber for education. Originally, it was designed over the last couple of years so that you could pop onto the app, find a local class, whether it's a gym or whatever it is, and go you know sign up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. they've just done a slight change and put conferencing stuff. I mean, you know, the Zooms, the Google Hangout, Google mm-hmm. Meets and Microsoft Teams, all those sort of things. They've put conferencing software over the top of the app they were already developing. And so that's very powerful because they already had a big presence throughout a lot of parts of the world. And working with someone that is an actual technology partner with Zoho was very incredible, useful for us because we could then work out what have we done for schools already now in Australia, but how can we then use that whole engine to then work globally? And that's only brand new, seriously new. We are definitely, we know it is a first mover for sure because um, we worked a little bit with the Zoho team themselves about what are some ideas to tweak it and whatever else. And it's, that's been a lot of fun and it's really exciting. I'm actually not even sure where that's going yet, but it's uh, certainly a train I want to be on. Is it sort of like Udemy? where you can put together a course and, you know, put it on a third-party platform and, and sell it multiple times? Exactly. You've nailed it. Yeah. That's exactly it. So there's the ability to live stream that content. There's the ability to put course handouts there. Uh, all the sort of stuff that you might expect in a platform like Udemy, is it's there. Mm-hmm. And because Zoho deals with lots of things, not just here's a conferencing app, I mean, they're, they're kind of like, Google or Microsoft in some ways, just not as well known. They've got lots of these different apps that do certain things for businesses. Yeah. But this conferencing hardware is really cool. And what's neat about it, it doesn't have these child protection issues that we've heard about, or at least at this point. I mean, we're quite stoked about it. So I'm happy to jump on anything that works. And uh, this is certainly one of them. (laughs) Well, I think one of the mindsets that I'm picking up here, Ben, is you are. You're happy to try anything. In these times where there is just so much uncertainty. You have no idea when you're going to be allowed back into schools. You've got no idea, no. you know, when you can be running live events anywhere. So, you know, we can either sit back and try, you know, get the crystal ball out and try and guess and budget accordingly, or we try some of these things like you are you are doing, and some are going to hit, right, the, the target, you're going to hit a bullseye. Others are just going to go, well, that was a waste of time, but at least you're having a crack. That's my big learning so far. Oh. One of the other things you're doing is 
Um, and I love this. This is lateral thinking, helping museums provide free virtual lessons as an impromptu learning festival. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like partnering actually, with a museum. I- and even this chat right now is bookended by the first module of that, which honestly goes out in about half an hour. Uh, the, um, <laughs> I love it. So we've got a couple of hundred organisations around Australia, all networked around a federal initiative called Inspiring Australia. So these are all the museums and science organisations and universities doing cool stuff. And I reached out to Inspiring Australia and said, look, we might be able to help these other organisations who are trying to work out how do they deliver their offerings over this internet thing. So they were like, yeah, cool, let's try it. So that actually became one of the first grants we've been involved in uh, and we're about to kick it off, honestly, really soon. And that's going to make massive impact because not only does it help them, you know, do their thing, of course, let's be honest, it also helped, you know, along with physics education, refraction media and Sydney science education, all under umbrella of another group called Virtual Excursions Australia. No, lots of words being thrown out here. (laughs) We all get to be the people who helped. And that means that, I want to help anyway, but that also means that naturally when other problems come up over the next, you know, six months or whatever it is, at least we helped initially. They've got a point of contact for us to help again. And I don't know where that will go, but certainly helping that kick off is huge uh, and certainly put physics in a a bit of a limelight. Uh, Another thing that comes to mind, Ben, is you're you're playing to one of my favourite marketing strategies, which is, is strategic partnerships. You know, you can't do – physics education can't do all this by themselves, but you're reaching out to museums, you're reaching out to government bodies, you're reaching out to third-party um, training sites like Zoho classes or Udemy or whatever it may be, and that gives you that amazing amplification where it's, you know, one business all of a sudden gets out to many. So um, I think that's it's fantastic. Um, I, I like this next one, and, and listeners, what I'm doing is I'm going through a very long two-page list of all these pivots – Ben has made. Ben, with your permission, I'd like to copy and paste this into the show notes because I, yeah. I just don't, we don't have the time to go through them all. Thank you for that. And I am cherry picking some of the, the more interesting ones. I, I like this one, delivering live webinars for several hundred organizations on how to run effective science festivals online. I think what I like about this one, and I'll let you explain it a little bit more, but you know, the idea of actually taking your core strength, which is you know how to run a science festival and showing other people how to do it. It's a sort of train the trainer strategy. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that's right. I mean, so every year we've got a national science week. Uh, A lot of countries have it. Uh, And naturally what comes with that is science festivals. But the thing is, a lot of us are used to doing it, you know, in person. Problem is that ain't happening. At least I don't think it's going to happen this year. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. all these organisations have to work out how do they engage people during their peak period, their, you know, their major, major focus week. So... That's where that training webinars, that's what that's actually all about because the if we're able to help them understand how to structure festivals well, obviously that's good for the public, but it also means that physics can actually help them and potentially if they've got grant funding to put those festivals together, we're involved in that. And so that is certainly something that we weren't doing prior <laughs> to this year, uh, but certainly is something we can definitely do this year because we've worked out how to do it. Let's get on to what you call some of these general marketing pivots that you've made. Now, this is this can relate to any business. And one of the things during these uncertain times of COVID is that if you're still in business and you have some downtime, 
it is such a great opportunity to work on your marketing. So here's some of the things that Ben has done with physics education. A media release has been sent out about virtual science classes. So you're doing some media releases. What's that about? Yep. Well, I figure that, I mean, that we've got to redo that again. I must say it's time to do it again because new stuff's come up. But the media mm-hmm. release is letting people know, hey, we're doing stuff. Now, of course, there's a certain way of writing it for particular journalists, and especially if you've got a relationship with people, you're more likely to get some traction. But letting people know what you're getting up to is certainly a very good step. And even just writing that down actually sort of makes you crystallise what it is that you're trying to do with that particular mm-hmm. offering. And so that actually uh, picked up straight away. We uh, uh, got on a, a podcast called the Teacher Chatter Podcast. There's a magazine called Just Kidding Magazine, which is actually quite uh, well distributed in Australia. They did an entire lift out about us and what it's like to be a scientist, et cetera. There's a few more coming out, but that was just a, it kind of felt like me a a no-brainer. I mean, clearly we had to write it, but once it's written, you then send it out and you you change it slightly for different places, but it's it's better than just sitting on your computer and no one ever, ever hear what you're getting up to. You have got your own podcast called the Physics Ed Podcast. You're lining up plenty of interviews on that. You're also outreaching to people like myself and other podcasters getting interviews. This is a no-brainer. Anyone listening, go and get yourself, either start your own podcast or start some kind of helpful content marketing, a lot of which I talk about in my book, The Boomerang Effect. But if, if that sounds too hard or you don't feel like you need that, at least get yourself and your business on other people's content, whether it be a podcast, a YouTube channel, be interviewed on a blog, um, a Facebook Live. Would you agree with that, Ben? Absolutely. And if I could just say to the listeners, get, type something. <laughs> the amount, like writing blog articles, if you jump on the physics education website, you'll see there are, there are hundreds of articles we've written over the years, mm-hmm. but guess what? They have been so valuable now because our Google Analytics has gone through the roof. We've got stuff being shared globally through homeschooling organizations, through scouting groups, whatever, heaps of places because they've found this helpful content and now they're using it. So you're not, a, not only jumping on podcasts, which certainly is a very good thing because then you get to be onto a new network you've never got to spoke with before, but having all that stuff on our site not only helps the old, you know, the SEO side of things, mm-hmm. but you honestly do have useful stuff, at least and that means if it's out in the world, people are going to share it, especially now. Our reach has really increased massively just by people suddenly finding it because they're now looking for it. So seriously, start typing. It sounds like an obvious question, but to that point, yeah, yes, I agree, start typing, but don't just type, you know, just don't go for it. Have some oh, kind yeah. of structure. And, <laughs> and, and, and long-time listeners will have heard me talk about the editorial mission, which is a way of getting very clear on what you podcast about or blog about or speak about within your content. Now, you've written, I'm looking at two blog posts you've written. One is an article on a shopping list for parents that will help them teach science to their kids at home. The other one is a blog article for teachers looking to, to deliver online teaching effectively. Two very different audiences. I can understand them both being very relevant to physics education. Is, do you have some, some kind of criteria or filter when deciding what to blog about? Mostly it's what I'm interested in, but the same point, what you're saying with editorial mission, I mean, sometimes you hear it about called a customer avatar. I, I genuinely try mm-hmm. and imagine if I was in the room trying to help someone, how would I talk with them just like a normal human being? <laughs> so I'll write with them. I mean, so for the parents, like that shopping list was written because we had honestly my family and friends saying, my kids are going to be stuck at home, the holidays are coming, and I know you've got stuff on your website. I mean, there's 150 experiments. What do I go and buy? And I realized this has got to be playing out across Australia. So I wrote the shopping list really fast and sent it out. 
And of course it got shared. It, got, it was crazy because it was really like, here's your list and now here's 30 experiments that go with it. Sweet. The teachers, well, it, it, it's a different sort of, sort of market. I mean, teachers are highly competent people that know a lot of stuff, but we've been lucky enough to go to hundreds of schools every year. So we get to share what have I seen in certain schools, which is really cool, that you might have not had a chance to hear about because you're stuck in your school. And so that's how I tend to write. It, sometimes it's hit or miss, but as a whole, it tends to be a miss. Uh, not a miss, a hit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it works. A hit. T- tell me, um, just dive, di- digressing one second, you said you've got 150 experiments on the physics education website. I'm yes. guessing they're free. I could go there now and access yep. them all. What is your view uh, on, and it's a bit of a leading question because I'm all mm-hmm. for it, but what's your view on giving away so much IP for free? Two things. Uh, firstly, we, I mean, it's not a marketing ploy, truly. It's generally we want to help people. But here's the thing. Um, it is a no-brainer also because by having it out there, we feel that if you're the place to go, if you're the go-to place for the things, that means that you're also the go-to people. We've shown a lot of different ways of teaching science with hands-on materials you can get from the shops, but it can be really handy if we just come in and do it for them or and then augment it with extra stuff they haven't got normally got themselves. So I'm... 100% for it. I wouldn't have deep dive without it. Mm. I think that if we didn't have that in massive resource section, and it is freely available, you can totally use it, go for it. We would just be someone else that looks the same with another logo, and that exactly. doesn't help much at all. Well said. And and I will add to that, if in, in giving that away, people buy into you, your brand, your your personality, and at that point, they're going, these guys are awesome. I want more of them. And I call it the Jamie Oliver effect because he's he's been doing it from day one where you can watch his show for free on TV, but you love it so much, uh, and the ratings obviously prove that, that you want to buy his cookbook, you want to go to his restaurants, you want to download his app and get the in-app purchases. So it's just about getting people to buy into you so they buy from you. I think that's probably the simplest way of putting it. Um, I love it. Ben, a couple of other things you've done, which I guess you just haven't had time to do because you've been too busy pre-COVID. You've installed Trustpilot onto your website. What's that about? You know how you go to a website and you it looks awesome, but all the customer reviews, they could have typed it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, we've yeah. got heaps of testimonials over the years, and honestly, they have been cut and paste directly from emails. We're not making stuff up. They're real testimonials. But we can't prove that. And so... Trustpilot for me, and I know there's other places that do this too, is a third-party review platform. So the idea is that it's not us writing it. People can say we're great or honestly we suck <laughs> and, yeah. we, and, and we, we have the right of reply, but it's still there publicly viewable. And we need to finish off that integration on our website because we haven't finished it yet, but it's certainly down the footer. You can see that straight away and we need to mm-hmm. do some more. But that means that when people jump on our website and they're about to buy a product or a service, whatever it is, they can see other people's reviews and jump online and check it out. And that we're actually quite proud of it. I mean, we're, we're rating 4.8 out of 5 currently. We're a five-star business. That's a good thing. And we always knew that, but now we can prove it further. And I think that's a good thing. Lots of phone calls for collaborations on grants is another thing that you've done. Is this phone calls that you're taking or you're making? Bit of both. Uh, okay, the, the, taking the phone calls is because we spent years working with our network, so we are a trusted provider. But making calls to people that I haven't had a chance to chat with in ages. Uh, haven't even done the cold calling yet, mate. I've been too bloody busy right now. Haven't got to that point yet, but the, <laughs> we'll probably do it at some point. But there is so much opportunity out there. Think about every – honestly, it doesn't have to be a national, like a federal government. 
all the different provinces, states, wherever you wherever you have been listening to this, they're all lighting up with give us solutions. Please give us digital solutions. There is so much opportunity out there. And I'm like going, well, the way grants work is it's not just about you. It usually is a collaboration, has to go in and then provide a service that's awesome for the public. Well, I got to find those collaborations and that's why those phone calls are being made. And I've got a lot of deadlines to make, mate, in the next couple of weeks because there's a lot of grants out there we've got to submit. But if even only a third of them come off, that's awesome. And that'll not only set us up for this six months, we'll then have new collaborations we haven't worked on before. And then these people who funded us, we might be able to work with them again next year on something else. It's cool. Where are you finding the information about the grants? Just getting online and going state by state? Uh, Google. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I, I just type in um, uh, COVID-19 grant and (laughs) and in my area, whatever, and you just find a bunch and you work out, well, which one have I got the time to write to where I have the right skills to apply for? I mean, we're not just going, um, throwing any old thing up there. We want to make sure that we're giving an actual decent program. But you totally can use Google for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. We use Google for anything, really. It just depends whether you believe what the, res- the search result puts up or not. Yeah, that's right. We, we, we've covered a lot, Ben. There, there are things, as I said, that I, we just didn't have time to cover, but I'll put your whole email in the show notes. Tell me, um, we're, we're at the end now. Listeners have hopefully got something from it. There'll be some who don't can't see the light for the overwhelm. What do you say to them? It's the whole you know, never give up type thing, but also there are certainly people here who are there to help you. And Again, jump on Physics Education's website, badly spelled, F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S Education. Type in S-B-B-M. There is, we're throwing more and more offers in there because we really, I really respect, I, was, I loved your forum uh, that you used to run, yep. Tim, and, and it's, there's some really awesome owners doing wickedly cool stuff across all industries. I want to help that. And so mm. we're bunching a whole bunch of free things in there on our site to help business collaboration, help you know about the digital technology tools that are out there. They do exist take the first step of learning what's appropriate for your world and uh, yeah. go for it. And, and I think too that because a lot of the solutions do lie in technology and that in itself, you know, COVID or no COVID uh, can be scary. My, my view on that is so much of these digital technologies these days are so user-friendly. It didn't yeah. used to be the case. They were sort of built by geeks for geeks and I love you, geeks. No, you know, nah. don't take <laughs> Well, actually, really quickly. <laughs> don't take offence. We're, we're, we're next to our, in our industrial, we live in an industrial complex for work and the unit next door is a mechanic and you can see they were totally dejected. They did not know whether people are going to turn up with their cars to get mm. their cars serviced. Luckily, it turns out it's okay. But I spent 15 minutes with them teaching them how to use Zoom just quickly in the very slight chance, because we didn't know whether, like he's a hot rod mechanic. So, mm a hot rod enthusiast who might want to just chat with them he might be able to sh- you know get the kid or whoever it is to show an ipad of the engine and be able to virtually help them as a virtual mechanic now that was never going to be part of the conversation normally with us but being able to share like hey what are you doing and in 10 minutes later create a product with them i was so excited to just do that and uh that's where the fun lies that you really are there are technology solutions out there and i truly believe for every business well, boy, mate, if you can get a hot rod mechanic, you know, to embrace online technology, then, you know, 
I think anyone can do it. And I think it really is important to understand that it, it isn't it isn't overwhelming anymore. I think Zoom is a classic example of that. I wish I'd bought some shares in Zoom at some point because <laughs> you look at anyone's calendar and it's all Zoom meetings. But like, you know, it is really easy to use. So so don't be don't be overwhelmed by the technology. And the other thing too is a lot of these solutions, Ben, that you're talking about and that I would be proposing require you to sort of, as I say, stick your head above the trench, whether it be writing a blog post whether it be being interviewed on a podcast, whether it be appearing on a video, on a YouTube channel or whatever it is. And again, you know, uh, get over that and know that it's not about you. It's about the people that you want to help, your customers, your prospects, the community in general. So if you take that mindset, it makes things a lot easier. Ben, I think it's awesome, buddy. It's so lovely. I mean, there are so many businesses out there hurting and we know that some businesses have just completely disappeared. But for those that are still around, um, there's some great stuff in there that you've provided that they can start to think about and implement. And much appreciated for uh, having me on the podcast. I mean, your podcast, 100%. Guys, listen to the back (laughs) catalogue. There's so much stuff in there. It's really good. Yeah, there's only 500 episodes. Get going. You've got plenty yeah. of time now up your sleeve. Good on you, buddy. Right. Well, listen, you go and do your keynote and um, clearly you're working 24 hours a day. Don't forget to sleep. Yeah, that's for the weekend for. Oh, yeah, well, it was nuts. For a couple <laughs> of weeks, it was exactly what it was like. Guys, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Well, there you go, team. Mad scientist, successful innovator and physics education founder, Ben Newsom. Oh, I love speaking to motivated business owners. That is one right there. Here's what grabbed my attention from that chat with Ben. Attention grabber number one. I love Ben's quote about, and I quote, do something, even if you're not entirely sure about what you're doing. Sometimes it's good to stop and reflect about what you're doing, but I think now with COVID-19 amongst us, it's a time to test some things that you've been thinking of, that you've heard about others, other business owners doing, and just have a crack at it. Hopefully, you've got the time to do that. Attention grabber number two, I love the idea of teaching something via an online course you create, then selling it on a website like Udemy, or even better, your own website. I have absolutely no doubt You are standing on a mountain of knowledge. You know a lot about what you do, and I would encourage you to share that with others. Attention grabber number three. I love how Ben suggested acknowledging you're in overwhelm right now and then getting on with it. Build that momentum, right? I know we're in overwhelm. I know we're sort of, everyone's full of uncertainty. I get that. But if you start something, certainly what I do when I feel in overwhelm, I just get that to-do list out and I start ticking things off and I feel as though I'm achieving things, momentum builds, and your next thing you know, you've moved forward. Uh, If you need some support, join for free the Small Business Big Marketing Tribe on Facebook. That's what grabbed my attention. Whatever grabbed yours, be sure to block out some time and implement it. Come on down. It's Timbo's Monster Prize Draw. Yes, indeedly, doodly, it's time to reward another motivated listener for taking some serious marketing action. And today's winner is John Kennedy of tidefinancial.com.au. John says, hey, Tim. Hey, John. 
I run a mortgage broking business, Tide Financial. As a company, we run a lot of Facebook ads, so I definitely enjoyed your interview with Tam Chang. But one episode that not only had me laughing at the printer while listening at the office, I'm glad I've achieved that, but implementing some marketing gold into our everyday process was the interview you did with real estate agent in Beverly Hills, Peter Lorimer. Now, I'm a simple guy, says John, so I try to only take away one bit of advice to implement. From this episode, it was the 666 rule. That was an awesome. That's where you ring, text, and email six. Uh, clients, prospects every day. So in, you end up touching 18 people each day. Uh, well, as, as John says here, contacting six past clients just to check in, nothing more. Reaching out to six potential clients via my email list, asking if they need any help and personally contacting six who have liked my Facebook page, thanking them and asking if I can help. That is brilliant. How's this? I play the long game with marketing, but a couple of quick wins from that 666 method across all three of the sixes has grossed me over $17,500 in commissions. I love your work, John. I recommend your show to every small business owner I know and recently sent your details out to my 2,000 strong email list encouraging any business owner to take a look. Oh, John. Keep up the great work, Timbo. Uh, that is John Kennedy of tidefinancial.com.au. Hey, anyone listening to that, could you do the same? Like just send a link to this show to your entire email list. That'd be awesome. John, mate, you have won a copy of Jamie uh, Mustard's book, The Iconist, a Bonjoro license, Flora and Fauna voucher, a Sendal voucher. Uh, you've got a Liars range of non-alcoholic spirits. That's valued alone at over 500 bucks. Some Mr. Lee's noodles. And you have got promotion on this show and a backlink in the show notes. You've got to be happy with that. Everyone else, send me one idea that you have learned from this show and implemented and what impact it's had on your business, 100 words or less, it'd be awesome, to tim at timreed.com.au. If I read it out on air, you win. Righto, well, that almost... Almost brings us to the end. A reminder that you will find plenty more where this came from on the Podcast One Australia app, plus my entire archive of episodes and blog posts full of ideas to grow. That beautiful business of yours is over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Next week, it's a ripper. We catch up with bikini aficionado, Rebecca Kladinsky. <laughs> wonder if that's actually on her business card. Uh, bikini aficionado must ask her, who's been through not one, but two major rebrands and an ugly separation whilst running a $7 million business. If you're getting value from listening, then please let other business owners know about the podcast. I would love that. This podcast was presented by me, Timbo Reed, and cunningly pulled together by the Glass Half Full team at Podcast One. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Now, get out there and take action. <laughs>